Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday edition of Into the Night by with Sean Kelly, which is me. Uh, hello, Wayne. Glad to meet you. Say good to see you here. Thank you for stopping in. Dolly, Diane, thank you for dropping in. I appreciate it. Um, my show is on UPRN Talk Radio, 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. And tonight I got a good show. I have a great show tonight. Um, the lady, and, and trust me, she is a lady. I, I need to tell you that. She's a lady. She's not only my station manager, but she's also a very good friend. And um, tonight I want to talk a little bit. Hi, Cindy Simpson. Good to see you. Um, and, and tonight, you know, two weeks ago, I talked about the Oreo cookie. Uh, with the flag of Lorraine on it, okay? And then come to find out it had the Templars. It's like one of the flags that they took over or they used back in. Um, she, she will tell me if I'm wrong, but in the 14, 1500 Crusades, and um, all of a sudden, it's, I, I don't know, something like just really came in, and I was wondering, was Joan of Arc a Knights Templar? I mean, she carried the flag with her. But we're going to learn some more about Knight Templars and about the women of the Knights Templars. I did do my research on it. And back in uh, medieval times, they really weren't considered knights. I guess it was a man thing. But uh, all I know is that um, they were called, uh, what do they call knightness or dames. But they fought along. Um alongside usually with their husbands and stuff like that so uh wayne mellis says templar knights whoop shane you should have remained the show into the knights just for one night <laughs> yeah that would have been cool i could have done that wayne but i want to get to our guest um i hope i mean we practiced her last name before the show started okay and so hopefully i get it right uh, without further ado, I would like you to introduce you to my guest, Michelle DeRoger. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I think I got it. That's uh, okay, Wayne. So, Michelle, there she comes. Good evening, Miss Michelle. Hi, how are you? <laughs> did I did I did I say it right? You did. You did. Awesome. <laughs> Bang on. Oop. Oh, oh, I'm not quite I... ready to show that one yet. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> soon, soon. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I'll let you do that when you're ready to come. Yes, in. my show and tell. <laughs> that's so. okay. I know, I know. I'm I'm thank God you got the controls too. I truly appreciate that. <laughs> well, I wasn't me. sure. Um I like it when guests actually do their own presentations like that. But I just had one photo that I wanted to share, and I wasn't sure if um you we're familiar with playing around with all that. I'm not. No, we're going to have uh, to do a lesson on that one day. Seriously. I okay. Because yeah. there's some stuff that I would like to put up, but I just know, knowing me and computers, <laughs> I screw it up. And, and it's just like. Uh, uh, it's actually pretty easy. So two weeks ago, Michelle, I had a show on the, the Cross of Lorraine. Okay. Because mm. it was on an Oreo cookie. Okay, mm -hmm. and if, if you look on the on the uh, on the Oreo cookie too, uh, Cindy Simpson says, "Oh, you can see them." Okay, hold uh, on. the little things 
you know, the Templars, what were they? They were called the Cross of Pate, Patty, something like that. The Cross of Pate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it up for you right now. Okay. Actually, hold on. Um, one second. Let me share it up so okay. people can see it. For those who did not catch it, it would be. Uh, where did it go? Hold on. Hold on. Chrome tab. Ah, here we go. Okay, you can add that. <laughs> there we go, right? Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah. You know, and um, how I got to doing, you know, I, I honest to God, that afternoon, I ate an Oreo cookie and I saw <laughs> and I saw that cross there and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And it just like dawned on me. And then the next thing that came up was um, Joan of Arc. Yes. Because I know that she fought during around the time of the Knights Templars. And yeah. I, in fact, I asked you that question. Um, was Joan of Arc a Knights Templar? And I'll let you take it from there. Well, going back in 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 time a little bit, you know, a, a, even before Joan of Arc, we have to remember that women warriors were not uncommon by by any means. You know, I mean, we have Viking women that fought alongside their men, like like regularly. This isn't something completely unheard of. But Joan of Arc. It's really funny with her because some people will say, no, there's no proof that she was Templar. They call it like Templar royalty because of the fact that they're like, they don't know who for sure where, where it all stemmed from. But it did. It, it stemmed from the, the Count of Anjou, who was also the King of Jerusalem. And his whole family line goes back to... Uh, well, he was like the Duke of Lorraine. There, I'll say that because then that might make you go, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you yeah. know. And I mean, my a good my whole grandfather's side of the family on my mom's side came from Alsace Lorraine, and this is the area in northern France where many of the Templar nobles were said to have come from. And I had Templars in my family, and, and they they did come from that area. So I'm going to put up a picture now that I'm, I'm ready for it. And I, I want to, to just make mention here for a second before I actually bring it to the screen. This, this The picture I'm going to show you is in Notre Dame Cathedral. Now, Notre Dame Cathedral was constructed, this is in Paris, was constructed by the Knights Templar uh, around 1163 A.D. all the way to 1250. It took a really long time to do it. The Knights Templars were responsible for most of the cathedrals and and large churches and castles and things like that that you see within a certain, you know, like within a, a three to four, 500-year period. And they put in a statue of Joan of Arc around 1440 A.D. So that's almost like 200 years later. And I'll read to you what it is that makes this significant. So here she is. Okay. Hmm, now, if cool. you, yeah. And, and if you notice, I'm just going to bring this up a little bit. Now, there are things in here which is iconic because it shows her distinctively, like she, she's proper with respect to different Templar items here. So you're going to see like the Templar sword right here, or right here rather. This is a Templar sword. They're very long. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we've got the big handle. So there it is. Okay. And um, this would have been like in 12th century form. Okay. 
So this is much different than the French swords that were used in her time. Okay, so that's totally different. Her battle flag is mounted on a lance in the manner reflecting the Agnes Day seal of the Templar Mastery. So there it is. Okay. Okay, for people who don't really understand what you just said, can you kind of like put it in layman terms for them? <laughs> well, basically, she she had her own flag. Let me see if I can even find a picture of this for you. Uh, let me go. Let me have a look. Look, where is it? Where is it? I'm going to try to find a picture here of her flag. Uh, bah, 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 bah. One second. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Here okay. it is. One minute. Okay. So now I'm going to come up. I'm going to put this over here. I'm going to pop this off for a minute because it lets me do one at a time. And I'll show you her. Yeah, I'll show you her. Okay. One minute. Uh, okay, we don't want to share this one. We want to share this one. Why is this still up? Okay, let's get rid of this guy, first of all. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, come on. Come uh, was it the, the patriarchs of Jerusalem, did they... They're the ones that gave permission for the Knights Templars to use the flag of Lorraine. Is that true? Um, well, the flag of Lorraine, that, that goes back to, again, it all stems back to Lorraine, um, Alsace-Lorraine. All, all of that goes back to these the original families who pretty much spearheaded it. But with that being said, the Templars, oh, this is, by the way, her, right? M Mary Magdalene oh, wow. and Jesus Christ. This is her her banner. Oh. Okay, that's pr okay. That's pretty, so just so people pretty. people could um, can recognize that. So, but you know, you had other. You have to think about this. There were there were like what five nine guys that went to Jerusalem initially to help the pilgrims, Christian pilgrims. Mm -hmm. Probably about for probably a good like five to ten years before that, there were the Knights Hospitallers. They had the black crosses. Pretty much same right. idea. They've been doing that for a long time. Because you can't expect five to nine guys to bring in thousands of people, you know, hundreds a day. Like you can't, you can't keep it. it it's, it's unrealistic. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And with that being said, we know what they were really doing. And a lot mm -hmm. of that stuff is coming to light now. We know they were under the Temple Mount. We know they were looking for, you know, they were looking for ancient relics. They were looking for obviously gold. You know, that was a temple, temple of Solomon, allegedly, right? Um, because some believe, some people believe that the, the original, um, you know, temple and and the, the the palace of David, King David, the original temple was off. It was off to the side. It wasn't on the actual temple mount. But that's a whole other story. So anyway, they went underneath there and they were looking. Everybody thought they were just looking for gold. They found a lot of stuff there. And, mm -hmm. But their main... The main focus, of course, were the relics and knowledge, scrolls. You, okay. you know, people like the ark, like the ark of the covenant, right? Yeah, there were probably ten of those, just so you know. Oh, oh no doubt, in my mind, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, oh yeah, and 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 you can get into there's, you know, you can get into a whole. There's a great series on uh, Gaia right now. I think it's the Mysteries of the Knights Templar. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I recommend it to anybody who really wants to learn more about them to go and, and Timothy Hogan, who is the current Grandmaster of the Knights Templar, 
Um, and you know, he's Scott Waller, like he's totally, this is an incredible series, but anyway, so they found a lot of knowledge there. They found scrolls and you have to think for one moment, you had these really wealthy men of title. Okay. When you get into the Knights Templar, you come in, you give up your wealth and you okay. put it back into the order. So wealthy men don't give up their treasures to go treasure hunting. They don't give right. up their wealth to go treasure hunting. They don't. They go in and they're looking for knowledge, ancient, sacred knowledge from the old mystery schools that go back a really, really long time. Yeah, see? Hello, Dolly. Anyway, um, they go way back. And as far as Atlantis, there's Atlantis. a lot. <laughs> oh, my goodness, girl. Sean, it's a whole other story. <laughs> I guess guys oh. gotta go. It's a whole other story. Where, where, where would I say? Like, I, it just seems like I'm being drawn to the Templars, okay, or and other people out there. Where do you think we should actually start to learn? I mean, I for some reason it seems like I got to take a trip to France because it seems like everything happened up in France. But it's, I know. It's ancient knowledge. It goes back to the ancient Sumerian kings. It goes back to Egypt. It goes back to Atlantis wasn't just a small little place or a small island somewhere. It was it was a global thing. So wow. and again, that that's a whole whole other show that we can definitely talk about. But you know, this goes way, way back. But tonight we're talking about the ladies. So we'll, we'll try right. to do my best for you. And of course. And of course, I, I got the lady to explain. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let me get this picture back up if I can if I can okay. find it. What did I do with it? <laughs> oh God. Oh, I've got all this all this stuff up here. Uh window. Okay. So we get back to this the picture of Joan of Arc and who you can see her she, depictions here. She's got everything that that represents. The nice Templar. This little pouch over here. Okay. Um, this mirrors the Templars. Um, they would carry these little pouches. And they were called money pouches. And this is what Mary Magdalene even was said to have this small little pouch on there. So essentially what they're doing here in the, the Knights of the 15th century are saying, like the Knights of the Templar order themselves, consider Joan of Arc to be a Magdalene type figure, a real warrior, you know, so to speak. Right. So when you start looking at all of that, she was exactly that. And she came from temple or Templar nobility and nobility itself. And we know she was a warrior. We know she was. Right. So, so, but you know, the whole Templar thing thrown in there to me was, was quite fascinating because women were not, you know, they could they couldn't be knights per se, but they would no. always they would have very important roles within the order, very important roles. I think one would be like when the Templars went out and on their crusades, their wives or the women would stay behind and, and run the household and, and do what the men would have done. And I also believe if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, um some of the wives actually went with their husbands 
through the Crusades. Am I correct on that? Th that is correct. And some of those women would even fight alongside them. So yeah. it was it was actually a thing that they 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 did. It wasn't uncommon. And, and when you're looking at at the Templar community, if you think back what's the origins of some of us, you know, some of these families, it goes back to to Vikings. It goes back to the Norsemen because the Sinclair family, for example, the Duke of Normandy, their patriarch is Rollo the Viking, who married the French princess. Right. Who was given, that. right? And he was given pretty much dominion <laughs> over that, that whole area. And and this is what they did. This was, you know, part of their cultures. They fought alongside their men. This isn't something that's not, it's not common. It's very common. So it's just so damn fascinating. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, there's one I need to read this to you before I even yes. get to read it. Absolutely. But there was, well, okay, here it was. Her name was Isabella of France. That's right, so Queen they, Isabella. She was a skilled writer and fighter, led an army against her husband, King Edward II. That's when right. He, when he refused to listen to her advice. <laughs> That's how the heck it should be. <laughs> I'm sure. telling you, I've read that and I'm thinking, oh my God. You know, it's like, I know. We're bringing it from that time, but I thought that was so damn funny. Um, with but it, but it's true. I mean, she she was a smart cookie. She really was. Mm -hmm. and, and even when she funded, you know, Columbus, who we don't all love, but anyway, with that being said, He'd been turned down by many people to go on this trek. And he already mm -hmm. knew the way, by the way, because, you know, he, I believe it was, was it his daughter that was married to a Sinclair? He he knew, he knew how to get there. He knew the Templars already had a relationship with a lot of the indigenous people throughout South America and the Western world. So he knew donning those red crosses on his sails that they would be peaceful upon them coming in. And mm -hmm. he betrayed them. Oh. Yeah. And that's why she went to war against him. Did she kick his butt? Well, I, I don't know. I don't even know if that is really what, what you know, advice that, you know, <laughs> she, that he didn't pay attention to because she's the one who gave no. Columbus the money. That was in like, you know, what, 14 something. It rather. don't matter. That, that tradition has came has come through all them damn <laughs> centuries and stuff like Wayne says. Ever have it's, a woman pissed off at you, Sean? They're a force to be reckoned with. That is so true. Get a group of them together, you're in a lot of trouble. No comments. And if your woman starts. knows how to do really crazy supernatural things, oh, it's worse. Oh yeah. Especially <laughs> I I mean I'd have to I would have to put up my energy ball, you know, or my energy weight just to, well, I could never do it because she, because uh, Michelle's a great woman and she's a good friend. <laughs> and I'm like, I keep telling her, I'm not kissing her butt when I tell you this. I like comes from the heart. Diane, what was in 1492? Was that Christopher the, Columbus? I know I had a brain toot, so she filled me. She filled in the blank for me. Thanks, Diane. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no. <laughs> I want to I want to say hello to all of Michelle's friends. Um, thank you for stopping in tonight. I appreciate it. Um, so, so it's just like when I read about, it. and then there's this 
Uh, Do you ever hear about the the Japanese one, Tomo Gauzin? No. Yeah. She was, and there was what? Oh, where are we at? Marie D. St. Paul. I haven't heard of that one. But I mean, there's also the Celtic Queen Boudicca, right? Uh, I I believe Ireland, Scotland, and she was fierce red hair, right? Yeah. Fierce warrior. Yeah, my brother was telling me about her. Do you have any little bit of information on her? That because my brother's uh, listening right now. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, she would not have been considered a knight, uh, but she was a very big example. Uh, she was very influential, and she, I believe, it was the Romans that when they were trying to, you know, attack. Mm-hmm. Her community or her area, she her village, she went in right after them. And this was like around 60 AD, somewhere in there. So she was just a force to be reckoned with. And I she and she, literally she, her title was the Celtic Queen. Yeah. So she was yes. she was a queen, you know, for sure. So you can find all kinds of information on her. It's just like she's God, she's very, very well known. I mean, Dude. she's very well <laughs> celebrated as well. Right, she's a redhead, buddy. That's all you think right? to do. She's a redhead and she's Irish. What more can a man want? <laughs> <laughs> and then God bless the Romans back in that time. I see, <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit salty sometimes. <laughs> so, what, so, what got you started into the Templars? What, what got you started to do this? And I know it's your family, but was there a time? Or a place where you said, hey, I really need to look into this? It's it's a really strange story. Um, my grandfather, who was deceased, by the way, um, almost sort of made it a mission. Every bloody time I, you know, I have a many, I work with many gifted people within this community. I've been I've been doing this for a couple of decades, not as long as many, and and but much longer than than others. And um he was always popping in with all of this information about the south of France. And he kept saying, you have to go to France. You have to go to France. He says, I don't have time to go to France. I don't. And when I went to Romania, he goes, well, what about France? <laughs> I will get to France, I promise. You know, I had been to France before, but I'd not been to the south of France before. So I said, okay. So over a period, honestly, Sean, of like two years, things mm-hmm. would start showing up on my PVR. And I'd say to everybody in the house, okay, who put this up here? Because I'm going to erase it. Nobody put it up. Nobody. So I started watching some of the things that were starting to surface on my freaking television. And I was just like, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And I started, I'm a researcher by nature. I I research things to death. And I started doing some homework. I started talking to family members, you know, because he always used to say, our ancestor is the only uh, it was a British king or a French king to the only French king to ever rule Britain for like two years or 20 years. That okay. would be William the Conqueror, who right. would be the great grandson of Rollo the Viking. Oh, okay. okay. So now we're getting we're, we're 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 setting a bit of a of a of a stage here. Um for lineage, and I had had my DNA done long before it was a thing, like mm-hmm. on all of these DNA sites. I actually went to an actual DNA, like a laboratory, and had it done, like probably ten years 
like long before that. So I started going in and playing around in there a little bit after all of this other stuff started to mm -hmm. surface because this started back in like, I don't know, like 2010 for me, my journey on this stuff. Okay. So, no, so it's been a long time. And um, I started finding that my Templar roots and then I just, the dead speak. And they started right. getting all of this validation to the stuff I was finding. They kept pointing me in the right direction. And I kept going in that direction. And I kept researching even more and even more and even more until I started finding people. And then I found out, aside from the Templar stuff, we I have other knights in our family. In fact, one of my ancestors, again, on my grandfather's side, because the Rolo thinks from my grandmother's side, his his wife. It's weird how they, the families crisscross through time. But um, he was in the private guard of William the Conqueror. Oh. So, so there's a crossover right there. And his name is on a monument, which is, shares the same last name as my grandfather. And that would be in England. Oh, my God. Just, you know, honestly, I it, that would have been... God, a fly on the wall if I could just sit in the room and listen to your grandfather talk all about this. It was you know fascinating. I mean? oh, it I was bet. fascinating. And I found it. I found it all, which was, but I mean, for me, it's always a journey. I'm always looking. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you're doing the DNA stuff is pretty cool. And then I then I got into, you know, the part of the DNA that showed me or my family in Peru which is a huge Atlantis, Atlantis, uh, where Atlantis settled into that part of the world, the Atlanteans and the right. Lemurians. Then I find out, you know, I've got some Aboriginal, which were Iroquois, who were also considered their ancestors were the ancient Atlanteans. So. Bam. <laughs> damn. So Atlantis does, Atlantis does exist. Does it? Well, Atlantis, it did exist for sure. And, 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 you know, the Templars will tell you new Atlantis or new Jerusalem rather is, is the United States of America. But I heard, um, I heard that before. I yeah. But Atlantis, yes, it wasn't one specific place. You know, Plato described one place, which was off, was in the Azores off the coast of Portugal. And okay. just so you know, Portugal is where the Templars were long before they went to the Temple Mount and long after. They just went back, changed their names to the Poor Knights of Christ, continued on. And you're looking at Portu Portugal, the Port du Grail. Port of the okay. Grail. Port du Grail. Port of the Grail. Okay, now. It's the now Templar. Freddie so Silva wrote about it. Sorry, Templar Nation. It's all there. That, that, that is. That is so cool because I do watch Oak Island, okay, and they do have some history. I don't know what you think of that show, but I, I listen to. Yeah, um, they talk about um, the Portuguese Portugal people knights that would come into Oakland. They think uh, Oak Island. They think that they dropped off some stuff back in like 1493 or something. I, I don't know Spain. Spain is like Portugal, correct? No. It, well, pretty close to it. No, it's well. They're 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 fairly close. Um, you've got south of France, which big Templar area. Then you've got about four hours from there. You've got Spain. Portugal is down on the other side of the Pyrenees. Like okay, um, Atlantis is believed to be in the ocean. There's a pyramid there, 
There, it, it's yes, being yes. looked at right now, like as we speak. <laughs> Mark, this is a friend of mine. You're silly. You're really obsessed with that that ET, aren't you? I have to ask Amelia to make you one. <laughs> oh, crochet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I like your friend's dolly. She says Portugal is part of the Greek people. Uh, ben, yeah, I love it. I love it. So there but, is a uh, lot of information to be had, and it's sort of like hidden in plain sight. Okay. Because I really it's would good. like to start... Um, learning more about it and, and we've talked about this before over uh, uh chats over, uh, chats text messages and mm. um and it's it just seems like once an idea comes into my head it's just like i i get so in tune with it and eventually i find out that it is part of what i am mm -hmm. um so I got a DNA test done. I came back was a hundred percent Irish, and as more people came in, <laughs> yeah, more people came in, and then now I'm eighty-five percent Irish, fifteen percent Polish, um, and so I, I can't. I, I, it's real hard because I'm Irish. I don't care what people say. It was a great granddad that was from Poland that I get mm -hmm. the fifteen percent from, but. Um, it, it just really started to fascinate me. I mean, it didn't <clears throat> get to the point to where I was like on the computer 24 hours, seven nights a week learning about the Knights Templars. But I think they are very, very interesting. In fact, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, um, they got murdered by... Uh, was it in France or, or oh, Italy? Prince Philip. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And uh and it happened on Friday the thirteenth. Can you share a little bit more about that? Well, they, they were rounded up on Friday the thirteenth, I believe in thirteen oh seven. They were tortured. Like most of them were gone. Somebody tipped their hand, somebody gave him a heads up, and a whole pile of ships, which it's believed like the Templars owned a huge naval. It's like they had a lot of ships. They had a lot of everything. They were well established. And for people to think they weren't, you know, the reason the king of France went after them is because he owed them a boatload of money, mm -hmm. boatload of money. And, and he wanted to go to war again and he didn't want to borrow any more money. So he basically went after them. So anyway, most of them took off out of La Rochelle, which is in south of France again. And Everything went with them. So for seven years, a few of them remained behind, including Jacques de Malay, which was their, the, the current grandmaster at the time, um, basically to take the lumps, give everybody that chance to, to get away and um, wear, those, wear everything, all these ships load of artifacts and knowledge and everything went. Well, it got dispersed. I believe it went up into Scotland because if you look at the Sinclairs, the Sinclairs were actually yeah. the keepers of holy relics. So Ooh, some of it came okay. to the New World, some of it went South America, some of it, it's, every, it's, it's all over the place. It went through different parts of Europe. It's all literally in hiding because it was never meant to be shared at that time. Mm -hmm. But it will be shared. It will be shared. Like, it's already starting. It's already starting. So, you know, information is already starting to surface. But 
They tortured them for about seven years, and then they were burned at the stake um, in front of Notre Dame Cathedral. And there's a famous Jacques de Molay curse, of course, and he cursed the Pope, and then he cursed the king of France. The Pope was dead within like a month, and the king was dead within a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about that, yeah. Right. Well, you don't mess with curses. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just, just seems. And I heard some bad stories about the Templars too. How they would help people travel, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, they would people would pay them to travel to protect them on their way. I mean, not at I, all. I just want to no. know. Not at yeah. all. Okay. What it was is the no. Templars. They established the first banking, I guess you could say, the first banking industry. What right. it was is it wasn't safe to travel with money back in those days. You, you would get robbed. You would be killed. You know. So they had these armories that were set up everywhere. So you could go to one in one location and say say you had you know 30 gold coins. You could, mm-hmm. They would estimate that value. The Templars would only take a very small percentage of that. They would give you basically like a receipt. Then when you got to your destination, you would go to one of their armies there. And they would say, okay, here is a receipt from this one. And then you can collect your money there. So you didn't have to travel with it. So they established the first banking system technically. I I read something about that. And and again, when I talked about the cross of Lorraine and was looking everything up on Templars, you know, and, and what they did. It seems like though some of the stuff that I did see about them, they got a raw deal on a lot of stuff. They they did. In fact, right down to oh boy, right down to worshiping, you know, heresy and worshiping severed heads and this and that and um they agreed with a lot because they were being tortured but they reneged it you know like like Jacques de Molay he he said no to the very end he said he would not cave and i think that the ones who didn't cave were the ones that were burned at the stake and i mean it's only been in the last i think 15 20 years where the pope came through and said no we found this letter going back like not only that long after everything happened to the Templars, and basically they 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 said no, this was all wrong. Basically, he said they were duped, and they were. were they? So even the church came up and said no, this was wrong. They did not do any of these things, but it didn't surface. It got missed, whether it was on purpose uh, or not. Just like but the United States government nowadays, huh? Yeah, they they <laughs> came sorry. to light. Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it, and to me, it just seems like it, it, that when people go out and try to do good things for people, that it just seems like there's that one person or a bunch of others that just want to make hell for them because they're doing the right thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. um, how many crusades were the Templars on? Um, or big I, ones or whatever. Well... I mean, I I don't, I really don't have any idea on that one. There's probably about at least what four, four or five. I could be wrong, but I mean, there was there was the main the the crusade. I think against Jerusalem or to Jerusalem to protect Jerusalem was always like it just seemed to go on and on and on. And with that, even when 
you know, the Muslims took it over. I mean, even Richard the Lionheart came in and, and he was doing another crusade. And it, it just, there was just no way. Like even he knew then at that point that there was just no point in fighting. He knew that they would just not win it. You mm -hmm. know, so I think it's something it's always been the crusade for the Holy Land and the Holy Land just they weren't going to get it. They had it. They lost it. Getting it back. Well, I mean, it's still in Muslim hands. Right. For the most part, yeah, the Temple true. Mount. This is what it's been about. The Temple Mount. The, that mountain out there that they're fighting over. Is that With the Dome they're... of the Rock, like the big gold yeah. dome on it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's yes. Crazy. But I think they've come to learn through archaeology that the original temple of david and, and solomon were off to the side so i don't think there's it's not where they where people believe it is okay. at least the majority of it so um that 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 that's fascinating i i, I appreciate you talking all about this uh I share what I know. I am definitely not an expert on it. Um, for me, it is something that has become a passion because it's, it's part of my family lines. So it's part of my heritage. Um, when I talk about it, I, I still, I'm still learning about it a little bit as well. Um, mm -hmm. there, because there's just a lot of things that media, like like everything else, media makes sure that there's a lot of this isn't true. This isn't true. Right. You know, a lot when, when, uh, when the Da Vinci code came out and they, they took a lot of information from Holy blood, Holy grail, uh, from Henry Lincoln, who has since passed, uh, some, there were bits and pieces in there that were questionable and there were bits and pieces in there. That, you know, Henry Lincoln was, he was a real authority on a lot of things in the South of France and talked a lot about the Templars, but there is exactly, there's so much misinformation out there that it's really hard to research and get proper stuff. I like reading. I buy books. <laughs> so I buy books. <laughs> I, I don't, if I see something online, I have to cross reference it to death. And, and I usually oh, really? end up buying books, oh, wow. <laughs> but it's like, you know, so do you have a library in your house for what? Oh, I do. And, we, you know, yeah, we've been here a year, but I still have so many books put away. There's still so many, you know, but I don't know. I my find that we all evolve where I started, you know, my journey has always been through the paranormal and other areas of high strangeness. And then I find myself like the picture just keeps getting bigger. Like I retired yes. from the paranormal for the most part. I mean, I still help people. I still do radio because radio for me is just bringing on people that I want to learn from, exactly. you know, bounce ideas mm -hmm. around like this. I retired from television probably about three years ago. I'll, I'll do documentaries and stuff. I still do a lot of consulting and things like that. But I just, I just look at, at the paranormal. It's not that I, I still don't, you know, enjoy the field because it's, you know, I spent 20 years in it, but I really see the bigger picture of things and realize that it's all so connected that you can't concentrate on just one thing, like the paranormal itself. It crisscrosses into ufology. You know, you have right. ancient history falls into so much of, oh, it's a big, big, big picture. So. Oh, honest to God. Yeah. Because look at me. Uh, well, first of all, before I get into me, Cason, uh, he's a good dude man i like it he's a good he's a follower of mine he says i'm late to the show 
does the Templars get their hands upon the Ark of the Covenant? Um, they believe that they know where, like, again, guys, go to Gaia, check out Mysteries of the Knights Templar. Um, they believe they know where there are, are seven to ten, and they know what they were for. I know Ethiopia is set to have one, mm -hmm. um, but they don't know for sure if that's, if it's there or if there's just scrolls or there's a lot of repros out there. Now, the idea, what mm. the belief system was with the arcs is that, again, this stems back to, to Atlantis. If you even go back into ancient Egyptian history before Noah's Ark or not Noah's Ark before the Ark, you know, with Moses, there were depictions and hieroglyphs mm -hmm. of Egyptian people carrying what looked like an ark, pretty darn close. Might just been like, you know, okay. the fancy angels and stuff on it that looked different. But I think that some of the ancient cultures all <laughs> sort of got into this. But they were believed to be power sources. And they they were popped around, you know, wherever these Atlantean communities were and such. And secondhand, I'm relaying this secondhand, but I, it makes sense to me. Always. So they, the power of the Ark was the one just like us using crystals? Is that what you're trying to say? Mana. You know how we get entered? What's that? Mana. It was mana. 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 The power yeah. source. Yeah. You have to start thinking alchemy oh. now. Oh, my God, girl. This is crazy. <laughs> That's I'm just saying. Yeah. So, but like again. You were saying, like, oh, okay. No, I'm Your just turn. saying different show <laughs> okay <well. laughs> i know <laughs> but you know it's funny because i was real hardcore in the paranormal did it for such a long time but once when i started you know doing radio and being on uprn talk radio um now aliens for me ufos cryptids <laughs> now templars and God only knows where else I'm going to be going with this. But you know what? I don't mind it because I find everything very interesting. No matter what comes up, I find it. Okay, we got another question for you. Some people say the Templars took the Ark to England. Is that possible? Kaysen's been dying to meet you, Michelle. He really uh, he pops up on the show once in a while on our show. Yeah, I love communicating. I'm glad to see him there. There are probably close to 10 arcs. Therefore, one could very well be in England or Scotland, more likely. Um, but they are they're all over the place. They have been moved and they are put in places where they are safe. So when you get an understanding of what they really are, where they came from, what their use was or purpose, things start to make sense. And I agree with you, Sean, that I look at it as part of our evolution. I, I looked at, you know, the, the paranormal opens your eyes in one way. And I always say that at least half of the people I've worked with and throughout the paranormal, which started out to be a paranormal issue, uh, crossed over into extraterrestrial races and sightings and, and both of them, like, oh my goodness, so many of the different characteristics, they're all the same. They match. So mm -hmm. what you think you were experiencing here could have been this as well. 
Exactly. Oh, we got somebody from Carolyn. Carolyn, she does Spirit Switchboard on our network. And Dolly does the light gate with Preston Dennett on Monday night. Same oh, oh, look at this. This is great. God bless you, It's like you, a PRN family. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> and that's what we are. Um, she says, grab your Oreos. <laughs> we are going down the rabbit hole. Bigger picture for sure. We it are. <laughs> I like I grab my double stuff ones. I like the double stuff <laughs> Oreos. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, but but uh, it's like let me get this out of here. But it, it everything is just fascinating to me. And me and when I thought of the topic, I thought of you because we discussed, you know, your heritage, your lineage, lineage, you know, um, and and it. It, it just tickled my fancy, if you want to say something. Well, like that. I, I have to say, Carrie Lynn um, actually was a little bit of a of a push for that as well, because she was doing a reading for my son, I think, and all of a sudden, all of this lineage stuff started coming out. So she had to stop and call me <laughs> and say, "Okay, holy shit!" And she and she's very, very gifted very gifted lady and um just you know through multiple readings i have with her and she was one of those people that said you need to go to france but well, my grandpa's on the other side going yeah there you go i made one of your <laughs> Grandpa, friends tell you <laughs> Grand carrie Wynn, thank you for kicking her in the butt to start going <laughs> i know thank you very much uh and, and i had to take my son with me <laughs> <laughs> Wayne says, hey, family, I'm like that weird distant uncle that is part of the family, but not really part. He's been you on guys, a lot of the shows. <laughs> you guys, oh, Kaysen would like you to speak about more of the mana. <laughs> yeah. There we go. See, look at that. That's mm -hmm. right. I have to put that one up. Give a big kudos. It yes. was intense. Thank you, Carrie Lynn. Thank you. Yeah. Because we honed in on my son's reading. I had to take him to France with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, sorry, I'm hijacking. <laughs> That's, you're allowed to hijack. Kaysen would like to know more about the manna, please. Um, well, it's funny because it's, 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 a, it's a power source. Manna It's just sort of like, it, it's you have to think alchemy as to how they would make it. I'm trying to see if I can break it down for you guys in layman's turn. What does mana mean? Okay. Uh, it's, well, they're saying spiritual power. Man is a supernatural force. I don't think so about that. No, but, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find you guys something. Uh, the word mana in the Bible. Here we go. Uh, is a food from heaven and bread of the mighty. But I think for extraterrestrials, um, because what did he say? See, Jesus talked about about the man, and he talked about otherworldly things, just like Enoch did, just like Ezekiel, right? So, okay, yeah. If you if that's and he, guys, it's all alchemy. It's so, there's so much to explain about that. I really have to say, go watch Mysteries of the Night Templar on Gaia. Seriously, go and watch it. It will answer so many freaking questions. It's unbelievable, including that one, because. You know, not really my no. thing. So, <laughs> but you, because you, it's alchemy you, and it's really, really, really a, long, a deep rabbit hole as to how it was made, why it was made. Um, some some people believe that it would fuel UFOs, 
you know. I never heard this before. See, Michelle, I know, honestly. I know. See, it's it just, it's I'm, a I'm, really, I'm, and I'm going to spare you your headache. And, okay, because um, we have, yeah, we don't have enough time for me to explain all about the manna. No, I don't want you to. I, I want you to sit back, enjoy, relax, and have fun. Um, I'm having see, fun. Sunday nights <laughs> is my relaxation show. Right. That's good. My relaxation. My Sunday is my relax. Tuesday is the one when you get a little bit hardcore on it. But just <laughs> to have you on my show, I am like totally, totally honored to have you on here. I mean, literally. Um, but we are oh, getting close. You. You know, um, I, before we go, again, I have to say that uh, I'm on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3. Is it New Orleans or Mississippi, hon? Um, I would think One. Mississippi. Joe says New Orleans. But 105.3, is that's out on the Gulf Coast, just so you know. Okay, so that would be Louisiana, maybe. 107.7 yeah. Mississippi. I get those things confused all the time. I have no clue. And I also want to thank, I also want to thank Carnation for sponsoring the show tonight. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, any last comments, Michelle? Anything that you would like to add? Yeah, or... I, I, I think that if you guys are really, really interested in this topic or others, just, just cross-reference everything. There's tons of misinformation out there. The Templars got a really raw deal and there's a lot of real accurate stuff out there. And I highly recommend doing your research and start with, you know, like I said, mystery is a nice Templar. Read anything from Freddie Silva, Templar oh, Nation. Really? He spent oh, wow. 19 years researching hardcore researching. And he's got two books on the nice Templar. Templar Nation is unbelievable so a big plug into him we got another question from Kason. do you think the ark is at ethiopia please last question um again there it's believed <laughs> that there are actually 10 arcs i would think probably more that may not even have been discovered it's believed ethiopia claims to have an ark um but nobody can get in to see it. <laughs> so we know that they have a lot of really ancient information there. Like they have scrolls, they have everything. Because technically speaking, the Queen of Sheba from Ethiopia had a son with King Solomon who had the Ark. The son, King mm -hmm. Ethiopia, Queen of Sheba. I don't know. Oh, well. Sounds to me like anybody's going to get dibs on anything. It would have been the son. Yes, I would have to. Okay, Dolly has one last thing. Dolly, thank you. I, I, I got to listen to Dolly's show now, and I'm going to have to listen. You do. To <laughs> I have to. I'll be co-hosting tomorrow night with Preston. Dolly will be on well, another show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I might be get Dolly on my show. Dolly, would you like to come on my show? We can talk. Dolly's a hoot. Yes. Dolly's a yes. hoot. <laughs> but uh, again, Michelle, thank you very much for being on. Uh, she said, yeah. Oh, cool. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. But thank I'll you again. I'll hook you guys up. There you go. You can, yeah, you know all the women out there. So just, I'm just joking with you. I'm just joking. But listen, um, again, thank you very much for being on the show tonight. If you like to hang around real quick, on my Sunday night shows, I draw three cards, three animal medicine cards. Um, the first one I pull is the past. The second card I pull is the now. And the third card I pull 
uh, is for your future. Ooh. And Wayne, Wayne says, you're safe with me, Sean. <laughs> I don't have a show. <laughs> He's, like he's co-hosted with me a couple of times. He's a lot. Of I fun. like him. He's a good dude. You're, you're, all your friends are really, really sweet. And ah, so thank uh, what I tell my people, everybody, you know, I'm going to draw the three cards, and after the show, please Google what that animal it has the meaning in your life path for today. Um, it the reading might not suit you, but maybe tomorrow the next day down the road but the first card i'm pulling oh good one this is the past it is the lizard the lizard's your past that's like the turtle huh she's like the lizard's like the the male part of the energies the lizard is the female's the turtle correct <laughs> no idea you have no idea I'm, I'm following your lead on this sean okay now um the, the card that is like for happening right now is the moose. That's the now card. And our future card is the blue herring. That's crazy. I never had, I drew these not too many, not too long ago, a long time ago I drew them. But my gosh, thank you so much for being on tonight. Um, oh, I hope everybody enjoyed themselves tonight. It was nice to meet other people, um, your friends, and some of the family at UPRN. Uh, this, this was great. And children, please, if you can, please do this for me. Go up and give your parents a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children. Give them a hug and tell them that you love them because even if you don't have a child even if you don't have parents find somebody that you know a friend or whatever just go up and give them a hug and if you see somebody hurting right now because february is a bad 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 month for depression you know um and people are down if you see somebody hurting just go over and say hello give them a smile do something and just make them feel good. Just make sure that they know that they are wanted. Okay. And on that note, I want to thank everybody again for joining the show. And on that note, good night, everybody. And see you Tuesday night. Good night.